He's an old head. Youngins are really starting to get on my damn nerves. He's a purveyor of nonsense. He's a Georgia high school coaching job influencer. His favorite Bible verse is Jesus wept. He's the man of constant sorrow, Chris Lamb. Episode 8 of Sun Coaches Podcast, where today we will be discussing what you need to do as you venture into the world of sitting in a big chair. Are you ready to be a head coach? And of course, it's not the end all be all of um, what you need to do. This presentation was one that I gave last year at the um, FACA in Jacksonville. And um, I was out to speak down there, and um, the the title of it was so. So you want to be a head coach, and um, you know I started it off with, you know, who's this guy? Because most people, you know, if you don't know who I am, which there's no reason for you to know who I am. I'm a nobody from nowhere that's never done anything. So I have probably more in common with 98 percent of the people that are sitting in the presentation or listening than most of the people you go to listen to at a clinic or anything else for that matter. So, um, you know, I'd start off talking about that and and what I do and how I am and what I talk about. But the first thing that that I think you need to realize is, you know, are you ready? And the answer, the simple answer is no. You know, I'm 50 years old and I'm not ready. Um, I've been a head coach twice. And um, first time at 28, Um, second time at 35 and if I were to do it again at 50 the answer is still um, not ready Um, you think you're ready you you hope you're prepared but you're really not ready because you just don't know I mean there's so many things that happen that there's no way as an assistant coach can be prepared now if you're very fortunate to have a head coach that mentors you and, and takes you under his wing and shows you things and, you know, pulls you off to the side and, and lets you do, then there are situations that you'll be exposed to that, that you will be aware of. But until you actually experience some of these situations, you're, you're really not ready. You, you may think you're prepared, but you're not ready. I mean, this is one of those jobs and one of those situations where you just have to really experience it for you to understand what's going on because there's so many things that happen every day that there is there is no playbook there is no right way to do it there's no way to handle it there's no blueprint on this is what's going to happen this is what you need to do this is going to happen on a day-to-day basis there's just you're dealing with people and that's going to change. It's going to be, you've got to be able to be fluid and flexible and things like that. The X's and O's aspect of being a head coach and really the running, you know, setting up a practice plan and organizing all of that. Anybody can do that. You can train a goat to do that. I mean, that's not, that's not real difficult. I mean, you're going to do what you do. If you write a lesson plan, you can write a practice plan. I mean, that's not hard. If you can organize a group, if you can, coordinate an offense, you can coordinate a staff. That's not difficult. What's difficult is dealing with parents, raising money, dealing with the with the whole academic staff that you have to deal with, dealing with administration, 
uh, dealing with upper level board people, dealing with you know officials, coordinating officials, um, bus, transportation, um, your state organizations, uh, other coaches getting ready for whatever, calendars, um, doctors, uh, setting up physicals, things like that. All of that's difficult, very difficult. So, you know, believing or thinking or wondering if you are ready, um, the fact of the matter is you're you're probably not ready. I mean, it's it's hard. It's not easy. If it was easy, um, you know, more people would do it and it wouldn't be, you know, you wouldn't have thirty seven job openings still, you know, a month after they come open. I mean, that's just the fact of the matter. So what you can do is you can be prepared. And the best way to do that is to have a plan. I was given a list years ago, like 25 years ago, and I still got it. And it just went over every possible scenario. And and you can fill it in as you went along um, all the way, you know, from pregame meal to who the team captains were going to be to the team chaplain, you know, uh, who was driving bus one. Um, where were you going to set up on the sideline, um, game day, um, practice plan? You know, it was just a checklist, basically, and it probably had 150 things on it. And some things were just static. I mean, they were, they were not going to change. You could put them on there, and year after year, you could use the same thing. I mean, it was going to be what it was going to be. So there are things you can do to prepare, and you've got to prepare to, um, if, if this is what you're going to do, you know, you got to think about it and, and make sure you have a plan. Um, now, once you decide that, that this is what you're going to do, if you're going to pursue one of these head coaching jobs. I hope that you have done your research and you've networked. Um, whether it's the good old boy system, frat brothers, or professional organizations, you need to belong to one of these groups. Um, you know, used to people would complain, they'd bitch and moan about, oh, the only reason he got this job is because he's he's in the good old boy system. Well, you know, that's that could be true. Or, oh, he just got that job because he's a Q or he's a Kappa or, you know, his frat brother, he's going to hire his frat brothers. Well, yeah, you know, I've thought about this on some other episodes. You're going to hire people you're comfortable with. I mean, that's just a fact of life. And, and if that if that's going to make you butt hurt, then, you know, this probably isn't for you because we're going to take care of our own. I mean, that's just, that's just the way it is. And But you better get out there and network. You better have some people that can help you as you pursue these head coaching jobs. And used to be, you know, knowing head coaches was what you needed to do because a lot of head coaches, old head coaches, were administrators. And that's just not the case anymore. And now it's more so that you need to know administrators. Your network needs to include administration because, you know, they're the ones that that are going to make these decisions. College coaches uh, are not going to hurt you either because everybody likes to be able to say, Oh, I talked to this guy. Or, oh, I talked to that guy. If you don't believe it, get on Twitter. Get on Instagram. Watch all these jokes. Take pictures with with uh, 
head coaches that come in there. Grown men sitting there uh, taking pictures because it gives them kids like seeing that stuff. Parents like seeing that stuff. You can't just say on there that uh, uh, Coach uh, Okie Dokie came by today from Ookie Bookie University uh, to look at our kids. Oh, no, no, no. You got to have a picture with your arms wrapped all up on each other. And this dude don't know you from Adam's house, cat. It, it don't don't have no idea. He ain't there to see you anyway. But, oh, we got to get our picture taken with him. That's okay. That's a good thing. Because if you form a relationship with this guy, then he can help you down the road. He can make a phone call. And that administrator who isn't a coach anymore will probably have his skirt blown up a whole lot more being able to walk around with his chest poked out saying, oh, you know, Mike Norvell called me today on behalf of Candidate X. And we need to take a look at this guy because, you know, if he says he's good, he must be good. Former bosses, you need to make sure that you don't leave any situation in a bad situation because they're going to call the guy that you worked for before, whether it was one ago or 12 ago. And they're going to call them. You need to give them a heads up if you're going to look for a coach job. They can really help you or they can really hurt you. Um, most of the time, I would like to hope and pray and think that they're going to try to help you, but you never know. I mean, some guys, they, you know, they may inadvertently say something that throws, throws off, but you may want to reach out to these guys and let them know, hey, I'm looking for, you know, I'm up for this job. Um, they're probably going to give you a call. I appreciate any help you can give me. But the only way you can do this is if you left on good terms. If you left your former situation, whether it was last week, last year, or 10 years ago, in good standing. And that's why it's so important to keep, you know, those relationships strong and remain loyal to those people. Because you never know when they're going to help you down the road. But the bottom line is, it's not what you know, but who you know. I mean, that's never going to change. And you can get as mad as, you know, we look at college coaches and we look at all this other stuff and, you know, those high school coaches and even, you know, at the high school realm, and you look and you're like, how'd that guy get that job? Well, probably because he knew somebody, you know, probably because he knew somebody that could help him out. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, that that's the way of the world. That's the way it works. And if you can't deal with that, if that's a problem for you, and this might not be for you, you know, th this might not be. Uh, what you need to get into. This might be, you know, this might not be for you because this is what, um, this is what we're going, you're going to have to deal with these days. That's just the way of the world. It's the way it is. It's the way it goes. And if you don't like it, you know, too bad. That's just knowing folks is what's going to help you down the road. And that's why relationships are so important. Next thing I would encourage you to do. Well, drink water when you talk for a long time. That's 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 important. So sorry about that. Um, I would uh, make sure that I chose wisely. Choose wisely. You try to get a head coaching job when you're a young man. You can afford a mistake. Your first head coaching job. You know, I was listening the other day on um, a podcast, uh, you know, Sirius XM, one of those big dog podcasts. And 
you know, they were telling the story about how um, when Urban Meyer took his first head coaching job at Bowling Green and he was talking to one of his mentors and he said, I don't think it's a good job. And the, his mentor said, well, of course it's not. If it was, they wouldn't be talking to you. Your first head coaching job more than likely is going to have to, if you're a younger guy, is, is probably not going to be a good job. You still need to choose wisely. You still need to make sure that you are not going to screw your, your career and your future endeavors, um, your future plans by the, the choice that you make. Because it could be really bad. It could go very, very poorly for you. You know, how do you make these decisions? How do you, how do you choose wisely, you ask? Well, you better do your research. You know, the guy before you was not an idiot. You know, people don't just go places and forget how to coach. There might have been a reason that what went down went down. You know, it, it's not always, you know, you're not the smartest guy in the room, not 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 by a long shot. That guy before you wasn't necessarily, you know, a bad football coach. You know, like Coach Thrower said, there's a whole lot more um, good mechanics than there are good shots out there. So you got to do your research and you got to choose wisely. You know, are you going to be able to raise money there? Because that's important, especially this day and time. Uh, uh, do they have players? What's their middle school program look like? What's their administration look like? Are they supportive of athletics? Do they have football just to have football to raise money for the other athletic programs, or do they actually care about football? Or if you're going in to interview for a basketball job or a baseball job, this doesn't matter. This applies to all head coaching positions. You know, are, do they just want you to run a team out there? What are their expectations? Do they expect you to win? Do they expect are you going to get fired if you don't win games? Or do they just expect you to run a glorified AAU rec ball team? And, and that's important to know because if that's the case, there's no sense in you blowing your head up every day trying to run things like uh, Kirby Smart and, and Nick Saban and them do if they really don't care. Why would you do that? Why, why would you Why would you give yourself under stress if all you've got to do is maintain? Well, you know, I'm going to uh, stay true to myself. That's fine. You still can without killing yourself. It ain't worth it. Do what you got to do. Win your games. Get out. They replace Nick Saban within 48 hours. They don't care about you. They will replace you. They they had a dude before you. They will have a guy after you. Trust me. If they want you to run a Mickey Mouse wreck ball team and they don't care about winning, about what it really takes to compete, there is no sense on God's green earth for you to bang your head against the wall and stress. You love on those kids. You do the best you can for them. But you go home at a reasonable hour and you spend time with your people. You spend time with you. Because there's 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 no sense in it. None. You gotta choose wisely now. On the flip side, you go in somewhere and they sit down and say, Look here, um, we're gonna give you all these resources, we're gonna put all these kids in weight training, we're gonna get them where you want them, we're gonna give you these coaches, we're gonna give you these facilities, uh doggone it, we're gonna make this investment and we expect you to win. Well then 
uh, you better get after them because they have set the expectation. Now, how did you figure all this out? Well, you figured it out because you prepared. You did your research. You networked. You asked folks. You knew going in what you had to do. That, that's, that's what you did. That's what you did ahead of time. You put in that work. So you got to choose wisely. What do you want? And if you're a young coach, you can afford a situation that's not as good as, as you know, if it doesn't turn out all right, it's okay. You can survive, baby. You can go get, you can go back and be a coordinator. You're young. You can try again later. But if you're an older dude, you're 35 plus and you pick a, a, a bad one and it don't go well and you sit there for three years and you go mm, seven and 23. Hey, you probably not gonna get another one. Things go bad. You you might not get another head coaching job. See, that's the problem. That's why you got to choose wisely. Because if you want to do it again and you choose a, a bad one, you might not get another opportunity. And if you want to keep doing this, if you want to keep being a head coach, you got to make sure that first one works out. And you got to take these things into consideration. And it's a lot of things sometimes that's outside of your control. There's nothing you could have done about it. You may have done as good as you could do. That's all you can do. Sometimes that's all you can do is all you can do. I mean, it's cliche. It sounds crazy, but I mean, this is a fact. And at the end of the day, if you feel like that you did all you could, you loved on the kids, you did the best you could for those kids with what you had, then that's all you could do, you know? Everybody's not going to be able to go somewhere and win. I don't care how good a ball coach you are. If you ain't got no players and you don't have the support, you ain't going to win. Period. You better hope you catch it at the right at the right time. That's why like some people they just they know they go in. It looks like they are the magical formula. They've done their research. They know they have a group coming. They go in. They win with that group. Everybody's like, oh, this is the greatest high school coach in the history of ever. And then they leave. Well, why did they leave? Well, they left for a reason because they're not stupid. They, they ain't got no more players. They, they, they would still be there if they thought they could still win. This ain't hard. This, this, this ain't rocket science. Well, why did he leave there and, and, and go wherever? Because they ain't going to be good no more. And he can't afford to dip. He's not going to listen to the to the community carry on and bang on his head about all of a sudden you ain't winning no games. I promise you he didn't do anything different. I promise you his staff didn't work uh, any less than they did before. What What, what, what changed? Well, the common denominator was this. Well, no, we're not allowed to stand up there and say, well, the problem is the players ain't no good. And we can't, we can't say that publicly. You know, well, they're sending us the best they got. Yes, they are. Our job is to make them better. Well, there's a limit. You can only make them so much better. You know, and you see all these gurus and all these, oh, I can do this. No, don't tell me you can't do this because I did this here. Let that be you and whatever, and oh, on this Twitter coach, oh, well, yeah, I can show you 10 ways of how I wrote this book, and I got this group that was so bad, and they were so terrible, and we got them up here, and next thing you know, we want a state championship with these, man, get out of my face. Pile your butt up 
I can name 10, 12, 15 places right now. You take your program, your little whatever down there and run that stuff and you'll be looking, you'll be on the first hot thing smoking in three weeks out of there. In three years. Not saying it didn't work where you were at. But come on, man. You ain't fooling nobody. And y'all know where I'm talking about. Y'all know some of these places. Yep, crap. Some of us have been at these places. Looking around like, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. We'd love to do that. But, um, yeah, can't do that here. But, you know, more power to you. But the bottom line is you got to choose wisely when you pick one of these jobs. Now, once you have decided that you are going after this job and, and you've done your research, you've you've chosen wisely, you think um, it's time to amass the troops, you're going to have to find some people to go with you. When you go in here, because you, you can't go in somewhere by yourself. You gotta have at least one, uh, preferably three, but you gotta at least have one. And you know, it just depends on the size of the school and the size of the program and things like that. But you gotta at least have one ride or die that you know no matter what happens, this guy's got your back. Because most of these places, especially if it's your first opportunity, when you go in, you're gonna go in and you're not gonna be able to bring anybody with you. Or if you do, you're gonna be able to bring one. So you're going to have to mass the troops. Who, who do you know that can come with you? This goes back to networking. This goes back to who do you know? Who have you coached with? Who do you trust? Who's your boy? Who's the guy you always talk to, text with, cut up with, hang out with at the clinic? Who, who do you know will pile up and go with you to the east end of GFE to go coach this uh, merry band of misfits that you are not a head coach of? Where did you get these people from? You got to pile them up. You got to go find them. You got to mass the troops. And you better make sure they all ain't certified in PE because you're probably going to inherit a staff. They're probably going to say, well, coach, we got uh, Coach uh, Smith over here. To, he, he's been here for 25 years and he, we're going to let him stay. And so we'll be good if you can keep him on the staff and find something for him to do. Well, you better have done your research that Coach Smith get passed over for the head coaching job and he butt hurt because he didn't get to be the head coach because if he did, he's probably going to spend the whole amount of time he's got making your life miserable in the community, behind your back, in the school, doing everything he can to undermine everything you do. And you don't even know the guy. You didn't even do anything to him. It's just because, you know, it happens. It's a fact. That's just the way things go. People are people, and they can't help it. They get butt hurt. Things happen. They move on. And you're not going to have the authority to get rid of them. You might be able to not make them coach. They're still going to be in that building. They're still going to have a better relationship with those kids than you did because they've been there. How are you going to deal with that? Well, you better figure it out. That's why your number one thing when you go looking for a master recruits is loyalty. I don't care how much things have changed. I don't care how many how many uh, years go by, the number one thing that you need in assistant coaches is loyalty. And that doesn't mean you can't point out, hey, man, that's wrong. Or, hey, I don't agree with what we're doing. No, it's at the end of the day when all the smoke clears, they still got your back. They're still going to ride with you. They're still going to pile up and go. I mean, I've worked for head coaches that I don't agree with everything they say. I don't like everything they do. But at the, at the end of the day, I ain't going to let you say nothing about it. 
you know, I might get my tail tore up, but I'm gonna fight you for them. If, if we if we out somewhere and they say circle up, I'm gonna be in the circle. You know, I, I'm I'm gonna take up for them. I ain't gonna let nobody say nothing bad about them. I'm gonna say what I got to say, and you know that's what you gotta have. And when you when you're choosing your staff, you gotta have people that are gonna work hard. You know, you gotta have people that are gonna work hard because there's gonna be a lot of things that as a head coach you can't do. I, you know, I've had to point this out. Uh, you know, the older I get, it's easier to point out. It's not so much that people actually listen when I tell them, which is fine. But, you know, you try to tell younger coaches, look, there's some things that a head coach and only the head coach can do. Only he can do it. The rest of us can't do it. He's the only one that can do what he's doing. We can do all this other stuff. We need to take care of that so that he can do head coaching stuff. For example, you're coming off of the practice field. The head coach has to deal with a disgruntled parent or an injured child, and the parent wants to know what happened or what are we going to do, you know, what's his therapy going to be. It might not even be disgruntled. It may be a parent just wants to talk to the head coach. Well, you can get the kids in the in the field house. You can get the kids dressed. You can get the weight, the, the field house cleaned up. You can get the laundry going. You can get everything cleaned up. You can get them out of the building and gone. You can get everything like it's supposed to be. Everybody in their places for the meetings that need to go on. Don't sit around and wait for him to do that. He don't. He 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 don't need to do any of that. He's out there dealing with mama or daddy. You don't want to do that. If you got a brain in your head when you see that person walking up, as soon as they say, hey, coach, you say, hold on just a second. You're looking for that man over there. And that's what you do. That's a head coach problem. Let him deal with that. There are other things that we can do. But you got to work hard. You got to find guys that are going to work hard for you that are going to work hard, that are going to do, if they see something that needs to be done, they're going to do it. And they'll ask for forgiveness later. If you see something needs to be done, do it. Don't, don't, just do it. If it's wrong, you'll correct it as a head coach. You just tell them, hey man, I appreciate that you took the initiative to do this, but hey, how about next time let's let's do, you know, that, 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 that. You know, I appreciate that you, you took the initiative to do this. And make sure you do that. You know, point out, hey, man, good job. Thank you for doing that. I appreciate y'all coming here and getting stuff taken care of while I was getting out there getting blowed by Ray Ray's mama because he only had, you know, 37 carries last night. So, you know, he's got to deal with that. But when you're a head coach and you're looking for, for assistance, that's what you got to do. So now you go into the interview process. And I think this is one thing that, that – has helped me more in any kind of job I've ever interviewed for. And, and it goes back to, you know, I interviewed for an academic scholarship in college and I figured out then, you know, 18 years old, 19 years old, that, you know, you're interviewing them. Don't, don't let them interview you. You are interviewing them. You are trying to be a head coach. You go in there and you run the interview. How do you do this? Again, 
with research, networking, research, choosing wisely, all of those things. Did you do your proper research? Is it a one-on-one interview? Those don't happen very often anymore. You know, used to, you just sit down with the superintendent or the principal, they'd interview, they'd bring in the next guy. Oh, no, we can't do that anymore. We got to have committees because we got to give, um, we got to let people have some kind of say. And, you know, basically what that is is, well, if this don't go good, it ain't my fault. We're going to have no accountability. We're not going to take responsibility for making a bad hire or if they lose and the community gets mad, well, y'all picked him. Y'all are the ones that decided you wanted to have him. I didn't pick him. So you used to not have that. Because you used to have ex-coaches were administrators. And they knew accountability. And they let the hide go with the hair and they said, you know what, I'm going to make the choice. And if it's good, good. If it's bad, well, oh well, it was bad. Y'all want to fire me, fire me. I was looking for a job when I found this one. Not so much anymore. But when you go in, you're interviewing them. You're fixing to pile up your whole family, all your worldly possessions, your sweet, darling, baby, child, and his mama, and move to somewhere you ain't never been before. You better be interviewing them. You better be asking them what they can do for you. What are they going to do? Because hopefully you're going to spend the rest of your career there. That's what you should be trying to do. That's what I'd be trying to do. Of course, I'm a little bit closer to the end than than others. But you need to go in there with the mindset, I'm going here and I'm not going anywhere else. That should be the, the dream. And if it's not somewhere that you can visualize yourself going there and not going anywhere else, don't go there. Don't even go interview there. Why bother? What's the point? You're just going to sit there and lie to them. But you're interviewing them. Find out what they're going to do. If you didn't, whatever information you couldn't glean, whatever you couldn't gather from your sources, whatever you couldn't get during your research, you need to try to find out during the interview. Run the interview. Run the interview. Decide when you go in ahead of time. Find out. Is this a committee interview? How many people are on the committee? How many people are going to be in the interview? When you go in, you got to decide, are you going to do a presentation? Are you going to shoot from the hip? And this is how you can interview them. You find out how many people are on the committee. You could do a PowerPoint, Google Slides, presentation. You could put your... You know, I suggest you do that or you or at least you put your packet together. You find out how many people are on the interview committee and you make that many booklets for everybody and you pass them out because you're running the class. You're running the interview. You are basically answering within your packet, within your presentation, any question that they may have. It also allows during the interview process of a committee, those people that really don't want to pay any attention to what you have going on. They have something to read and look at, and they can look through there and do whatever. And they're not going to, you know, you may be the first guy, you may be the eighth guy out of 10, and you may be the third guy in a day. They have other jobs too. They may be tired. They don't want to sit in there and listen to whatever you're going to tell them. 
Give them something to look at. Give them some book to look at. It's like giving a kid a coloring book. They can flip through the pages and look through there, and you're going to figure it out real quick who's running the interview in there. There's going to be a dog in there. Find the dog. Could be a, a female dog. Could be a male dog. But there's going to be a dog on the committee. Ain't going to be hard to find. Once you find the dog, don't fool with none of the rest of them. Talk to the dog. Address everything to the dog. Smile at the dog. Wave at the dog. Throw a bone at the dog. Talk to the dog. Don't worry about none of them other people because they ain't doing nothing. They just there. But there's going to be a dog in there. Find a dog. Talk to the dog. And if you have won a ring somewhere, I don't care if it was as a player. I don't care wherever. Wear them. If you got eight, wear eight. And talk with your hands. Just wave your hands all around and watch, the, watch them bob their hands up and down. And, and It's fantastic. It's funny. Fun, it's fun to do. It's funny to watch. But do that. Run the interview. You're interviewing them. So if you're not going to do a presentation, you may just shoot from the hip. Just shoot from the hip. It's more authentic. As those of you that actually know me know, you know, I generally do presentations because that's what I say is the best thing to do. However, those of you that actually know me know that I'm quite capable of shooting from the hip. Not a problem. Mine thinks fast enough, actually faster than my, my, my mouth out shoots my brain a lot, which is uh, thankfully apparent on a, at least every other day basis. But um, shooting from the hip is not a problem for some people. If you've done it enough, you, you got a good idea what they're going to ask you. You know, it's like, I don't even know. I think it's Harrison right now doing an interview. Had 150 applicants. They sent out a 16-question questionnaire just to try to weed some people out. Interviewing six, I think. Eight. They, they might send you a questionnaire that you got to fill out and send it back in. So... You know, and they may they may require that you fill out. You think the people gonna read? You got 150 applicants. You think they're gonna read uh, 15 times 60? Uh, 16, 150 times 16. Is that 300 times eight? That's a lot. 2,400 questions they gonna ask? No, I don't think so. They ain't reading all them answers. Cause some people just ain't gonna do it. They're like, oh, never mind. I'm not going to turn this back in. You're interviewing them. And if you want to shoot from the hip, shoot from the hip. But you might not be given that option is what I'm saying. That might not be something that you can do because they may just come in and say, hey, man, this is what we got. We're asking these stock questions to everybody. And there's going to be rounds. You're going to have round one. And then, oh, we're going to bring three back. And then, you know, the final interview and all such stuff, they pretty much know. I mean, they got a pretty good idea. Usually they have an idea when they go in. You know, and don't get butt hurt if you don't get the job. If they don't call you back or if at any time during the, the proceedings things don't go well, don't get butt hurt. Think of it as an opportunity. Get your name out there. Go interview. Something. I'd apply for every job that came open if I was 30 years old and wanted to be a head coach. You start getting your name out there. 
and people start going, hey, he wouldn't have fit here, but y'all might want to take a look at this guy. This kid is going to be all right. Um, he wouldn't have fit for us, but y'all might want to look at him. He's pretty. He's got his stuff together. He's he's pretty sharp. We, you know, he just wasn't quite what we were looking for. Get your name out there, but you can't get butthurt about it. You can't get on social media and put people on blast because you you didn't get, oh, they picked this guy. You can't be that way. Don't, don't be that guy because then you get blacklisted and you can't get a job. You, you just got to, you know, let it go. Move on to the next opportunity. Think of it as an opportunity. That's what it is. It's a chance to get better. Shoot, sometimes I used to go interview a place just because I wanted to see what they had. Hey, man, what y'all got? Can we go on a tour of the school? Coach, we're not hiring you. Yeah, I don't care. I just want to see your weight room. I just want to see your gym. I just, I've never been here before. I just want to see the place. And then they look at you crazy, which is fine. I get that a lot. That's not a problem. But, you know, again, interviewing them. I just want to see, you know, take some interest. Then I can tell other people, hey, man, they got a nice weight room. Hey, man, they got a nice gym. Their facilities are great. You know, you can spread the word. Be positive. Or, you know, tell the truth. Man, you, that place, I don't know. You got work to do there. But you can't come out of there with your feelings hurt. You can't get butt hurt because you didn't get your way. That things didn't quite go like you wanted it. You didn't get the job. Or they, or you got passed over. Can't, can't shine your tail. Because you never know. God might not make it all the way through. You were number two. And they come to you. Guy gets there. Don't work out. After one year, they call you back. Hey, are you still interested? We want to give you the job. You impress us last year. We bring you back in. You never know. And always remember. Always remember. You're always two men in a truck away from a better situation. If you don't like how things are going, you can get a U-Haul, a yellow truck, or two men in a truck and get to a better situation at all times. Whether it's a head coaching situation or it's assistant coach situation, either way, either way. If you think somewhere else, as Coach Ben Scott, they say, they tell me I wasn't there, but they said that at a clinic years ago, he stood up and said, uh, how many of y'all were tired of getting your heads caved in? You, you, you buy a team across town, a team, you know, let's say Blue High School down here. They got better players. They win every year in your region. They keep winning. You, you, you're sick and tired of it. And, you know, people raise their hands and you yell that. Well, move there. Go there. Go to where they're at. You're always two men in a truck away from a better situation. You don't like where you are. You don't like the way things are being done. Leave. Pack up. Go somewhere else. You can't be afraid to move. And as Dr. Ahmad Tinker says, always bet on yourself. Now, I hope today that that, that helps some of you. I hope that that gave you a little uh, groundwork, you know, a little foundation of some things to think about when you go into a head coaching search situation. Um, it's still early here and into January. There'll be more jobs coming open 
here in the state of Georgia. I know there's a plethora of them open in Florida, South Carolina, Alabama, Tennessee. There are jobs open in the southeast, as there are all over the country, I'm sure. But if you have anything that you would like to know, ask, or any questions or concerns, reach out and let me know. I'd be glad to help anybody who needs help. Also, look to Parker Resources. Um, Coach Parker does a great job. He's probably got way better. You know, there's no probably. He's got way better um, things to help you with that. But uh, I can help you in any way. Feel free to reach out. Hope you guys have a great day, and we'll holler at you later. Be good.